This is the Swiss Army Knife of the South. <laughs> this is the Y'all Show with your host, John Rawl, and we are back with another two-hour odyssey of all things Dixie, and we are glad that you could join us here. And we're going to have a fun time. We'll have headlines from throughout the South that we'll get to in just a second, including the passage of Ross Perot. He died Tuesday at the age of 89 in Texas guy who ran for president a couple of times and darn near pulled it off back in 1992 we'll have info on that we also have some news speaking of politics coming from the commonwealth of kentucky as mitch mcconnell has got somewhat of a formidable opponent his coming his way in 2020 as a former fighter pilot in the marines amy mcgrath has announced her candidacy for u.s senate in kentucky we also have some other intriguing stories and a wacky story mixed in in our headlines today of today's y'all show and then in the middle of this hour we'll have clark shelton the editor of y'all.com joining us with a preview of what's up at y'all.com right now log on and read all kinds of good stuff whether it's about watermelons or the county fairs going on across the southeast for the next few weeks all that at y'all.com and clark's going to be our special guest coming on in a few minutes in the next segment he'll come on and tell us all about that and then at the end of this hour we'll have our acc spotlight this week no jonathan life we gave him the week off i do have some information about the acc i'll pass along from both the football and basketball side of things and even from the academic side of thing all that is coming up in our acc spotlight at the end of this hour when we go to hour two today stick around for hashtag hullabaloo we've got some fun stuff there and then we will go to nashville for our nashville music line report from precious harris and the first thing we're going to talk to precious about is have you seen the news about confederate railroad getting booted out of a fair in illinois in august and the reason because of their name and because of their logo and we don't like that here in the south we love confederate railroad the band that brought us trashy women and queen of memphis and daddy never was a cadillac kind and a bunch of other great songs from the 1990s and we're going to stand up for confederate railroad when we get to nashville music line in hour two plus we'll have all the other good stuff going on in nashville including lee bryce he picked up his next number one the other day rumor is atop the charts so all that coming from precious when we have our country music spotlight in hour two I want to go ahead and remind you coming up on tomorrow's y'all show make sure you tune in because remzo martinez is our special guest he's an author and he just penned his first book stay away from the libertarians and this virginian is our special guest on the thursday y'all and we'll have a fun time talking with him plus we'll have our sec spotlight all on the thursday y'all show if you would like to connect to us here on the y'all show we would love to hear from you our number is 803-816-1170 you can call that number or you could text that number at your leisure would love to hear from y'all again it's 803-816-1170 on the web we are at y'all.com and you can find us also on twitter and instagram at y'all show and we're on those apps like tune in radio iheart radio and the apple podcast apps simply search for y'all show and then like us or follow us and you'll be all set to keep up with the south and as we said starting out this hour we are the swiss army knife of the south because here on the y'all show we we kind of like a swiss army knife have a bunch of different compartments 
we have news we have sports we have politics we have fashion from time to time not often but sometimes we have a lot of music talk here on the y'all show we have humor we have outdoors we have man food yeah i can't leave out food yeah barbecue especially so that and a whole lot more here on the all southern program and it's certainly wonderful for you to be along for the show today well sadly we start off our headlines in texas as self-made billionaire h ross perot has died at the age of 92 or rather 89 and back in 1992 perot won 19 of the vote in his effort to become president of the united states and let's all be honest if ross perot had not run for president in 1992 i can pretty much assure George H.W. Bush would have been easily reelected, and there would have never been a Bill Clinton presidency in the 1990s had Ross Perot not run as that third-party candidate. But he did run, and a lot of people backed him, and he died on Tuesday at the age of 89 from leukemia, according to a family spokesperson. He was from Texarkana, Texas originally, and actually attended the U.S. Naval Academy and went into the Marines, and then he helped start a career where he was the ceo founder of electronic data systems corp that was after he worked at ibm and became as we said a billionaire and then ended up getting into conservative politics and just politics in general but then in 1992 he decided to run for president where he spent 63.5 million dollars of his own money in the effort to become president and it almost worked although Bill Clinton from nearby Texarkana over in Hope, Arkansas. He won that 92 election, but the incumbent George H.W. Bush was ousted after one term. And I, I can't help but think of when I think of Ross Perot, Dana Carvey of Saturday Night Live and the fun skit that he would do imitating Ross Perot. And yeah, here's the deal. Here's the deal, Dana Carvey. But Yes, Ross Perot, a maverick for sure, from Texas, dying at the age of 89. Now to Kentucky for some political news that broke on Tuesday from the Commonwealth there. And it looks like Amy McGrath, who ran for Congress unsuccessfully in 2018 in Kentucky, she has announced that she's going to run for U.S. Senate against Mitch McConnell as he hopes to be reelected in 2020. McGrath, who's a former Marine fighter pilot, she rolled out a campaign video where she relayed that she recalled writing a letter to her senator when she was 13 about her dreams of becoming a pilot and the challenges women faced of being denied a shot of joining the U.S. military. She says that in that letter, her senator never wrote back. And I've often wondered how many other people did Mitch McConnell never take the time to write back or even think about it. (laughs) So we now know that according to her video, she wrote Senator McConnell when she was only 13 years old and uh, he didn't get back to her. So I guess she's been carrying that around for a long, long time. And I saw an interview with her. She actually is a graduate of the Naval Academy, just like Ross Perot, and, and went in the Marine Corps, just like Ross Perot. But she is someone who, at least on the interview I saw from Tuesday, she was actually labeled by someone as a Trump Democrat because she really sounded like she liked a lot of Trump's policies. And remember, Trump carried the Commonwealth of Kentucky, I think, by 30 points in 2016. Not saying that she's a Trump backer, but she she actually was driving in her interview, from what I saw, a wedge between Trump and McConnell. That a lot of the things that Kentuckians voted for Trump for, 
like government, uh, the swamp, things like that. McConnell has kept that going instead of going with the president. That, that's what she said. Again, it's going to be a rather interesting race in 2020 in Kentucky now that Mitch McConnell has someone going after him in a former Marine pilot. Another political story coming from Virginia as the legislature there in Richmond has abruptly adjourned after this gun session was proposed and less than two hours after beginning this special session called in response to the Virginia Beach mass shooting, lawmakers in Richmond adjourned Tuesday abruptly and postponed any movement on gun laws until after the November election. Governor Governor Ralph Northam, who had his, has had his own battles here in 2019, he summoned the Republican-led legislature to the Capitol to address gun violence after the May 31st attack that killed a dozen people in Virginia Beach. He put forward a package of eight gun control measures and called for votes and laws, not thoughts and prayers, in response to the measure. But not a single vote was cast on the legislation. Republican leaders said the session was premature and politically motivated. They assigned the state's bipartisan crime commission to study policy proposals that might have prevented the shooting. A little, little weird there in Richmond that it was adjourned so quickly. You know that uh, it, it's tough. As it, 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 all of us who believe in all of our amendments, including the uh, right to bear arms, it's still a tough one when you've got twelve people being killed in your state to be this. I guess out front and say no way we're not even going to talk about it. A little little strange, but hey, that's why the gun rights, the NRA, and all that continue to market, and those who oppose some of the gun sanctions and stuff are very vocal. The health care law, known as Obamacare, is an issue of an appeal hearing going on in New Orleans in the Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals. As a panel is going to rule in a case that appeared destined for the Supreme Court, as the Supreme Court has previously reviewed the law and its coverage and insurance protections for millions of Americans in this New Orleans appeals court, was to hear arguments Tuesday on whether Congress effectively invalidated former President Barack Obama's entire signature health care law when it zeroed out the tax imposed on those who chose not to buy insurance. So the ultimate outcome is going to affect protections for people with pre-existing conditions, Medicaid expansions and covering roughly 12 million people and subsidies that help about 10 million others to afford health care. So Tuesday's arguments are the latest in a lawsuit filed by Republican officials in 18 states led by the Texas Attorney General's office. It was filed after Congress, which didn't repeal the law, despite pressure from Donald Trump, reduced the zero the reduced to zero the unpopular tax imposed on those without insurance. More coming, I'm sure, for many, many, many months, if not years, on Obamacare and its future. Well, mobile home residents are being hit with soaring rent after hurricanes hit the North Carolina, South Carolina region. And James Lassane is a person in Lumberton, North Carolina, that paid what he could for his mobile home lot rental every month, $150. But just a few months after Hurricane Florence came through eastern North Carolina and flooded the Lumberton region, uh, the company that owns the park that he has a trailer in, his monthly rent, which again had been $150, his rent went to more than $450. I think it was at $465. And this man, with a fixed Social Security disability income of about $791 a month, said it's impossible for him to pay that. So I don't know what happened in North Carolina, but a lot of people are echoing the same thoughts that this man 
James Lassane saying about mobile home residents being hit with a big rent after these hurricanes have come through in North Carolina in the last year or so. Now to, to the sport of hockey and a former Nashville Predators captain, Greg Johnson, has died at the age of only 48. And he was a captain. He died at his home in Detroit. And he was a captain of the Predators in Nashville from 2002 to 2006, a center. He had 238 points in seven seasons with the Preds. He played from 1998 to 2006. He was selected by Nashville in the 1998 NHL expansion draft. And he was a member of the Canadian team back in 1994 that won a silver medal in the silver medal in the 1994 Winter Olympics. No word on the cause of death here, but again, the former Predators captain Greg Johnson dead at only 48 years old. Now we'll take a little southern spin to something going on in California, in San Rafael, California. Trustees for the Dixie School District in the city of San Rafael will consider a new name for the 150-year-old district after critics linked it to the Confederacy and slavery. Trustees voted on Tuesday to change the name of the San Francisco Bay Area District to one of three possibilities, Laurel Creek, Creekside, or the Kinney School District. They'll also choose a new name for the district's only elementary school, from Dixie Elementary to Big Rock, Lucas Valley, or Creekside. The name change has pitted parents against each other for months and generated heated debate in San Rafael, which is a overwhelmingly white city, by the way, with a population of 59,000. Now, people have insisted that the name Dixie is racially insensitive, while others complain the change was political correctness run amok, you think? And the board already approved to change the name in April. But this, again, being voted on this week in California. Love the name Dixie. I don't care what you say there, California, crazy left coasters. A worker in North Carolina has come under heat in Winston-Salem. This was a person working at the county pool there on July 4th. And this person gave wristbands out to, I guess, kids and adults alike that came to the county pool to enjoy the 4th of July. But guess what? The wristbands, which I guess proved that you had, I guess, permission to be at the county pool to swim, the wristbands given out were of the Confederate flag. And I think they were paid for by the county there, Forsyth County in North Carolina. And this was all going on in a time where we were all celebrating the country, but people weren't expecting to get Confederate flag wristbands when they went to the county pool there in Forsyth County, North Carolina. Someone complained to the county, and it turns out the county deputy manager says the employee who ordered the wristbands to mark the holiday mistakenly thought they were patriotic not realizing that the stars and bars were on there and they didn't pay enough attention to, to see, I guess, there was a stars and stripes option and they bought the stars and bars option. County parks and recreation officials said the wristbands were disposed of. I'll take them if you're going to throw them away. And the county official says the county has other wristbands to use at the pool. I guess you got to have some kind of wristband. Is that common at pools? I guess you maybe need to have a wristband to show that you're there with permission because people can act crazy and out of hand and unfortunately drownings happening in, in some of our public pools. All right, let's go to Carbon Hill, Alabama, where two leaders of that city have quit after the mayor of Carbon Hill made a homophobic post on Facebook. 
and the mayor, Mark Chambers, has refused to step down and has told residents of Carbon Hill, which is not far from Jasper, I think it's in Walker County, Alabama, Jasper between north of Birmingham and sort of northeast of Tuscaloosa is where Carbon Hill is located. Chambers, he's refusing to back down from his position as mayor and says he plans to run for re-election. Now, protesters lied down in a die-in and then confronted Chambers at a meeting on Monday where he sat between two empty chairs. And the reason he got in trouble is he went on Facebook and posted a comment about, quote, killing out socialist baby killers and gay and transgender people. And someone at a meeting this week asked just how he would like to kill them. One carried a sign saying, if you kill me, my ghost will haunt you. And when the meeting ended, Chambers walked out past a bunch of people calling for him to resign. But right now, standing firm there in Carbon Hill. One person at the meeting said, if you can impeach the president of the United States, you should be able to move the mayor in this little one red light town. I didn't know Carbon Hill had a red light. I know they got a Jack's. I used to stop there from time to time. And it's uh, it maybe they do have a red light. I, I haven't been through there in a few years. In fact, sadly, Carbon Hill, Alabama, just like a lot of places over the last 70 years, I would say, since the interstates have been made, it now has Interstate 22 just outside of town. And what people used to go on US 78 through Carbon Hill, I bet you they don't have anywhere near the number of cars going through Carbon Hill, sadly. Hey, next time I'm in that part of Alabama, I will have to pay Carbon Hill a visit and go find out if Mark Chambers is still mayor of Carbon Hill. A Louisiana man is grieving after his dog was found dead inside a truck that was stolen in a carjacking. David Moore left his dog Rolo in the truck with the air conditioner running Sunday while he stepped into a Baton Rouge donut shop. And that's when, according to East Baton Rouge Parish Sheriff's deputies, a 30-year-old Leslie Argerard jumped into the truck and pulled away. And Moore tried to stop her, but was dragged by the vehicle for about 20 feet. Now, deputies found the truck Monday with Rolo inside, but sadly, Rolo had died of an apparent heat exhaustion. And the woman is being held on charges, including theft of a vehicle, theft of an animal, attempted second-degree murder, and animal cruelty. Moore suffered two fractured hips and is now mourning his dog's death. But what a awful story coming from Baton Rouge there and the death of Rolo and the injured David Moore, the owner who tried to save his dog and get his truck. Here's a story you don't see every day coming to us from the Chesapeake Bay area in Maryland. This area in Maryland that's home to abandoned World War One steamships has been designated a new National Maritime Sanctuary. The NOAA, the state of Maryland, and the Charles County, Maryland office there announced the Mallows Bay Potomac River National Marine Sanctuary, where it contains more than 100 abandoned steamships and vessels that were built as part of the nation's engagement back in World War One. This is about 40 miles south of Washington, D.C., along an 18-mile stretch of the Potomac River uh, on, on the coast in Charles County of the Potomac River. And it was the first National Marine Sanctuary designated since 2000. But I've seen pictures, and yeah, sure enough, you see these old steamships right there in the area of there of the Chesapeake Bay of Maryland. 
and a, a haunting thing to see. I'm glad I now know that they were all purposely sank there. And luckily, this is not something that I saw that goes back to the Revolutionary War or perhaps the war between the states where they had a lot of battles in that part of Maryland and and prisoner war camps like Camp Lookout in that area. If I saw a photo from what I saw here, I would think that's where that would be from. But no, no, luckily it was purposely sank those ships there more than 100 years ago now. A woman in West Virginia is getting 15 years in prison for stabbing her husband with a dagger. And this happened because it was part of foreplay. Jennifer Lynn Villa is 49 years old. She was sentenced this week to 15 years in prison for voluntary manslaughter and the 2017 death of Thomas Villa, who was fatally stabbed with a 14-inch decorative dagger while the two were roughhousing as a part of a sexual foreplay there in the Huntington, West Virginia area. And she admitted to fatally stabbing her husband, and now being sentenced in Cabell County, West Virginia. This woman off to jail for 15 years. What a weird story here on a Wednesday. Here in a story from Little Rock, Arkansas, we go. A body shop in southwest Little Rock has launched a new promotion that has ignited some controversy. Mako Paint and Collision Repair on 65th Street in Little Rock posted an advertisement on Facebook citing a new what's called a bullet hole special. The general manager of the shop, Nick Furneaux, came up with the promotion. It was kind of a running joke because customers always had some story about how it wasn't a bullet hole. He says, I think people are afraid to really say what it is. The promotion doesn't offer any special pricing, but instead comes with a hashtag that says, hashtag, we won't tell the cops. The promotion was created to simply generate some buzz for the business, and it has, as of Tuesday, A post about the bullet hole special has garnered nearly 600 shares on Facebook. But one person has brought a car that appeared to be a hit with at least two bullets. And an elderly woman whose car was hit during a crossfire in a neighborhood brought her car in. And the manager says, I think Little Rock has had its kind of troubled history. Humor, like the ad that I posted, is a legitimate way to address those issues. So, yeah, the Mako right there in Little Rock. You can go get you maybe a get that hole out and they won't hashtag tell the cops with their bullet hole special in the natural state and finally a story coming from texas as the races come together after more than 150 years lenny cemetery is in dayton texas and it was established back in the 1850s and at the time of its establishment it had a like most southern places honestly most southern towns most southern cemeteries it had an area for whites, and it had an area for blacks. Or, oftentimes, cemeteries in the old days were completely segregated by race. They weren't even in the same area. Oftentimes, in the South, frankly, a lot of our cemeteries are attached to churches, which may be more than anything segregated more than anything then and today. So, after all these years, more than 160 years, This cemetery, which has had a zigzagging fence dividing the two cemeteries, one for whites, one for blacks, the people there in Texas have torn this zigzagging fence down to unite this cemetery, which is now called the Lenny A.C. Cemetery, and it's been recognized as a historic Texas cemetery. So in death, this cemetery, one called the A.C. Cemetery, one now called the Lenny Cemetery, have merged and we now know it as the Lenny A.C. Cemetery there in Dayton, Texas. 
and both recognized both cemeteries with historic landmarks from the state of Texas. Unification here on a Wednesday. When we can unify, hopefully, them and us as well, unified where it matters most in heaven. When we come back on Y'all, we will bring on our special guest, Clark Shelton. Clark is the editor of Y'all.com, and he's going to come on to let us know what is on the pages of Y'all right now. You don't want to miss it. Some fun stuff, including watermelons. Oh, can't wait. That's coming up next. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Mirror bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. y'all talk with a southern accent we're back here on this hump day edition getting you through the week with all kinds of good southern information john rawl here in the captain's chair and we're going to go to y'all.com now and find out what's going on on the website that covers the south the ultimate guy to the south is y'all.com we have the editor of y'all on board with us now clark sheldon hello clark Hey, John. Hey, Clark. Good to talk to you, sir. Well, I know y'all, y'all, pardon the pun, have been quite busy. Of course, I'm part of this, too. Quite busy with putting up great content. And first off, if you go there, I was actually impressed with your meteorological background there, I guess, with the information on a Gulf tropical storm that is a developing story. So check in to y'all all throughout the week for information on that and some other really cool stuff. But Clark, I first want to ask about something that's going on in the South this time of year. It's going to go on for a lot of the South for a couple of months, but it's county fairs. And I know you're working hard on a state-by-state listing of county fairs. We did this for July 4th. We did it state-by-state. 
uh, guide to fireworks shows, and people seem to enjoy it so much, we decided, well, let's do state and county fairs. So those will start rolling out later this week by state. They should all be out um, by the first part of next week, and then we'll have a uh, we'll put out a quick guide so everybody can just kind of click their state. It's not every county fair. It's the county fairs that we were able to do the research on and find and had some history behind it or had some cool things going on. And then every state fair is also listed with dates uh, and links to those sites for those that are interested. Now, Clark, I know some states, maybe the county fairs or even their state fairs have not exactly been the way they've been in the past. I I would look at Tennessee, for an example. We're not even sure if there's going to be a Tennessee State Fair. I think there is this year. They're redeveloping the... They're they're advertising that they are, um, and of course, that's because the Tennessee State Fairgrounds is in flux uh, due to some new development. Um, This year, it it looks like it's on. I know here in Tennessee, the Sumner County Fair actually starts this weekend. Oh. Um, And that's usually a pretty good deal. It's it's one of the earlier fairs. Generally here in the South, we like to wait till at least August where we don't melt to death (laughs) um, to to, to do it. But some of them like to get the jump. So Sumner County's this weekend. Right now, the information that we have is the Tennessee State Fair's a go. All right. We'll see. (laughs) I'll I'll let you go hang out and find out there in the middle of July. Clark, hey, if you got to hang out anywhere, I'm sure you're working hard on this particular assignment, although this is not necessarily a sexy story. It's a story you've got up on y'all.com about what's going on on our Mississippi beaches and other southern states are having this algae problem where there is a seaweed bacteria that is hurting jellyfish and other things. What do we know about that? All right. Well, right now we know that all pretty much um, every beach in the state of Mississippi is closed due to algae blooms. Um, this was caused by the flooding rains. The Mississippi River is the highest it's ever been this time of year. It feeds all those nutrients. What I understand is these algae blooms come up and they're completely unhealthy. As a matter of fact, there's no fishing. Um, people have been asked not to eat any seafood or, or uh, uh, fish from the area. And this is going to go on for a while because even if we get this tropical storm Barry and he turns up the coast this weekend, they say that it won't stop the fact that the Mississippi's at highest levels and it just keeps feeding these nutrients. So we may see a temporary opening, but I doubt it. It looks like it's going to be a long summer for Mississippi beaches. Um, there's been some jellyfish issues down towards Panama City Beach. We have bacteria that is apparently flesh-eating off the coast of Florida. Down in southern Florida, the Keys, they're overrun by sargassum seaweed. And this is a long trail of sargassum seaweed that reaches all the way back into the Bahamas. So this is going to be another long story. It's piling up on the beaches. It's messing with the turtle nesting. People say it smells like rotten eggs. Um, Just before you plan that last summer vacation, we're asking you to take a look at the article, click on the links for more information, and, and and know before you go, so to speak, so you're not disappointed when you're out there trying to get that winter tent. Yeah, I, I'm actually, I know this is hurting a lot of tourism people in Mississippi, which I wouldn't say has the greatest beaches of the world anyway, but you still want to, in July, I want to go be able to walk on a beach and not worry about getting some kind of crazy infection as this thing is likely to cause. And this is only going to likely spread to Alabama. I can see it getting into, of course, Florida as well, maybe even into Texas. So an ugly thing going on, I guess, advantage Atlantic coast side of the South right now for if you don't want to have any kind of bacteria while you're on the 
beach these days. Well, that's just one of many articles you've got, kind of turning to a more happy place for me. Clark, if you log on to the website this week, you're going to have some awesome watermelon recipes. Yeah, we're going to work on a couple of watermelon recipes, one for uh, one for the adult in us, so to speak. <laughs> we'll probably find something to uh, may have a little gin or something on the back end of it. I got a couple of nice watermelon recipes we're going to throw up there this week. Um, we're also going to start this weekend taking a look at the NFL football teams of the South as NFL training camps get ready to wrap up. Um, we'll uh, be doing a team-by-team. I know that I'm coming out with the New Orleans Saints and the Atlanta Falcons over the weekend. It's just some team previews, getting everybody geared up for for uh, football season. So we've got that in the plans also to go along with a nice stiff drink. Yeah, and just in case you don't realize this, it's actually sometime at the end of next week, I think, is the first NFL team reports to camp. So we're yep. we're pretty much here for the start of NFL f- football and then college football right behind that. But I encourage you to go check out watermelon recipes for both adults and maybe the little ones at some point too on the pages of y'all.com. And again, Clark is talking with us. He's the editor of y'all.com. Well, in addition to all that we've mentioned, Clark, you also have some really cool July events listed on y'all.com. What what's on We do. You know, July 4th wasn't the end of events in the South for July. I found one unique event pretty much in every state that we cover. Um, There is a 165-year-old St. Patrick's picnic happening in McEwen, Tennessee this month. Um, I found some barbecue contests. We found a couple of rock and roll uh, events. Um, If you go to the site, look under there underneath travel um, and events, you'll find our list for picks. Um, for this month for state-by-state uh, state for uh, events for, for July. Well, Clark, I'm looking at y'all.com right now, and I don't know if this is kind of part of that whole expose you've done on July events, but you've got an article titled Gatlinburg to Host Bigfoot Conference. <laughs> Stumbled across this one. This was not part of the big July events. I felt like it needed to be a story within itself. I did a little research. It turns out that Bigfoot conventions are a big thing even here in the South. Um, there's one in Georgia. There are multiple, two big ones held in Texas every year. Um, this will be the first one held in Gatlinburg. It's called the Smoky Mountain Bigfoot Convention, I believe. Um, apparently, when I did the research, you can go in there and see the numbers, but apparently the number of Bigfoot sightings here in the South is much larger um, than than I expected, and some by even people that, that uh, you know, aren't out tipping out of the jug up in the mountains of Tennessee. <laughs> or Kentucky. Um, but apparently North Carolina has a ton of sightings. So you can actually see where I broke down like four or five of the states that are here in the south that are amongst the tops in Bigfoot sightings. Have you ever seen Bigfoot? I, you know what? I have not. I've seen Big Feet, but I've never seen Bigfoot. <laughs> well, check that article out. A lot of fun. And Gatlinburg, it appears, when that goes on. Now, I can't let these two articles that I found here pass me by. I think they both somehow connect into the Carolinas here. I know one was founded there. The other one is a American Indian name that's very common in North and South Carolina. You've got stories up on Krispy Kreme offering online ordering and delivery in seven southern states. And you also have an article about Catawba Brewing Company. Do tell about both of these things that a lot of people enjoy. Catoba uh, is actually going to be celebrating 20 years this month. Um, you'll find the list of the celebrations they're doing at their three uh, brew pubs and their brewery in North Carolina. Okay. And then uh, Krispy Kreme 
Um, there's a list of the states that it's being offered in. There's a list of what stores are offering it within those states. But Krispy Kreme has decided to go to delivery. Uh, online ordering is apparently coming to all areas sooner or later where you can online order and pick up, but delivery will run a little bit slower. Ah. Well, again, we break down the locations. If you log on to y'all.com, there's seven southern states that now currently offer delivery of Krispy Kreme donuts. Now, that's making a lot of people salivate right now. And I'll just go ahead and let the cat out of the bag for one of these states. Mississippi, you actually have... That you actually have Krispy Kreme delivering there only at one location, though. In South Haven, you couldn't get as far north in Mississippi than you can South Haven right by Memphis. But the Airways Boulevard location, they have Krispy Kreme delivery in the DeSoto County area. So congratulations, Mississippi. Now, there's a bunch of other locations in other southern states. But, hey, we're teasing you here. We want you to go to y'all.com and, and find it all out. And, of course, Clark Shelton, our special guest here on today's Y'all Show, editor of y'all.com, breaking it all down. Now, Clark, if people want to let you know, hey, there's something really cool going on in my area or there's a festival coming up, what's the best way for them to share that with you? The best way to do it is to hit our Contact Us page on our website, and there's a small little form you can fill out. Send it in, and if we, um, A, have the time, and B, can squeeze it in, we'll be happy to do so. Okay. But generally, somebody will reach back out to you within 48 to 72 hours. Perfect. Also, I want to let everybody know that Clark and myself and everybody else at Y'all.com's working hard to keep developing this stuff. So we're telling you some really cool stuff that's going on the website. There's even more coming, and we're very excited. In fact, just to give you a, a example of the categories of Y'all.com, you've got food and drink, home and garden, style and fashion, arts and culture, sports, event, travel, and oh yeah, by the way, there's actually a link to the y'all show where you can listen to all of the y'all show episodes from y'all.com and it is a very exciting website and of course we also want to let you know y'all.com is on facebook so go on there and like it and follow it on y'all.com facebook page and you'll see is every article on y'all.com kind of linked to the facebook page oh yeah yeah well yeah every facebook every facebook post is linked back to an article as is instagram okay so uh, yeah, our Instagram folks are our folks that love Instagram. Um, we're we're on there too. Yep, and that's I think y'all magazine is what it's called there. Clark that Shel- is correct. Clark Shelton's been our very special guest. We look forward to seeing more stuff coming from you, sir, and appreciate all you do. And thank you for coming on the y'all show. Appreciate it, John. Y'all have a good day. All right, Clark Shelton. Well, that will wrap up this hour of the Y'all Show. You hang on. When we come back in hour two, we're going to have a lot of good country music talk with our friend Precious Harris. She's on Music Row, and we'll find out what's going on in Metro Nashville. And we'll also have hashtag Hubaloo. That's all ahead in the next hour of Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Johnny got a toy golf set when he was three, and from that day on, he was hooked. All he wanted to do was golf, golf, golf. He'd be on the links before school, after school. All he ever wanted was to go pro. And then, one day, when he was holding his grandson and thinking about his 12 handicap, Johnny realized it just might not happen for him. But you know what did happen for him? He switched to Geico and saved a bunch of money on car insurance. So that was good, and so was hanging out with his grandson. 
You're catering a wedding, and the bride says, Everyone is raving about the hors d'oeuvres. My aunt was asking if you do corporate events. Now is the time when the right business card is essential, and Vistaprint can help. Head to Vistaprint.com, and you can customize 500 cards starting at just $9.99. You choose the paper, the shape, and the finish. Whatever your style, create a card that gives you the confidence to own the now. So head to Vistaprint.com and get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 2424 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 2424. This is Shaq for Icy Hot, and I got a few words about pain. See, pain thinks it can overpower you, overwhelm you, but it obviously doesn't know you. You're not backing down from pain, because Icy Hot's got your back. Icy to dull pain, and hot to relax it away. So you can get back to running, throwing, kicking, swimming, cycling, crossfit, you name it. Because pain does not get the final word. You do. Icy Hot. Rise from pain. Uses directed. There's the fight song of the Duke Blue Devils as we start our ACC Spotlight. This is the Y'all Show with the general of all things Southern, John Rawl. And we start out bragging on Duke and really the entire ACC here in our ACC Spotlight. By the way, Jonathan Lifehite has a much-deserved break this week. Jonathan with CBS Sports Digital and 247sports.com. I'll do my best Jonathan Lifehite impression here. We start out our ACC News with the 2018-2019 ACC academic honor roll it just got announced on tuesday and congratulations to duke as duke university led all acc schools with 519 student athletes being recognized on the acc academic honor roll great feat there and we we want to find out what this is it's comprised of student athletes who participated in a varsity level sport and registered a grade point average of 3.0 or better for the full academic year, the conference recognized a record 4,768 student athletes on Tuesday. Again, Duke led the way. What about the national champion Clemson football team? They had 30 scholarship players make the ACC honor roll. And I'll throw out a few of these names and see if any of them mean anything to you. Chase Bryce. J.D. Davis, Justin Foster, Trevor Lawrence made it, the quarterback. Congratulations, QB for Clemson. Also, you had Cannon Smith, Chad Smith, Shaq Smith. You also had Christian Wilkins, and let's see, Hunter Renfro, did he make it? I don't see his – Hunter, the famous receiver for the Clemson Tigers. I don't see his name on here, but maybe this is an oversight. Maybe they don't count him because I think he's already graduated. Maybe that's part of the deal. Or maybe Hunter, he, he, he didn't make a 3-0. Maybe he had a 2.999. I don't see him listed there. But again, this was part of the ACC's academic honor roll being announced this week. And congratulations again to the more than 4,700 student athletes in the Atlantic Coast Conference for getting this great honor. And remember, not just the ACC, but all college sports. That's, that's kind of what it's supposed to be about. You're supposed to play sports, yes, but you're also supposed to be great students and do well in the classroom and get an education and that's what we hope all of these students at the acc are doing and no matter what conference you support or back 
that you're out there doing what you're supposed to do. Now, Clemson football news in a sad way. We reported on this earlier in the week, but former Clemson and East Carolina running back Tyshawn Dye, he drowned Friday while swimming in a lake during a family outing in Elbert County, Georgia. The coroner of Elbert County, Chuck Allman, said that Dye was at Richard B. Russell State Park in Georgia when he tried, when he got tired of the water and could not make it to shore and the death was ruled accidental. He played at Elbert County Comprehensive High School before going to Clemson. He was a reserve on Clemson's 2016 national championship team. Then he transferred to ECU, where he played for the Pirates in his final college football season. Dabo Sweeney of Clemson said everyone with the Clemson Tigers was heartbroken over Dye's death. Sweeney called his former player one of the sweetest souls he'd ever known and was praying for Dye's family. In three seasons at Clemson, he rushed for 351 yards and five touchdowns. In his long season with ECU, he rushed for 217 yards on 50 carries. Again, drowning at the age of 25, former Clemson Tiger and East Carolina Pirate running back Tyshawn Dye. Now to the sport of basketball and Duke. More good news if you're a Blue Devil fan here on today's Y'all ACC Spotlight. A top five rising senior and Jalen Johnson has announced that he's going to be a Duke Blue Devil. He chose Duke over Kentucky, Arizona, and Wisconsin. Great pickup there for the six foot eight small forward from Nicolette High School in Wisconsin. He's ranked number four in the 2020 class and he is the top small forward in the class. He averaged 17 points and 9.2 rebounds on the Nike EYBL circuit this spring and summer for Phenom University. So some college basketball good stuff there. Now, in terms of the ACC heading into the 2019-2020 season, John Rothstein, who is an analyst of college sports and college basketball in particular, he points out in a tweet this week that 13 of the ACC's top 20 scorers from last season are no longer involved in college basketball. They've either graduated and done with basketball or they've moved on to the professional ranks. So 13 of the conference's top 20 scorers are out. How does that compare with other conferences? I know that 15 of the SEC's top 20 scorers are also no longer in basketball. So change happens. We know that. But, man, what a big loss for the ACC to lose that many scores. SEC, same bad news for you. It's called reloading, and that's why teams like Duke can't wait for people like Jalen Johnson to come on campus and help things out. Now, finally, some women's college basketball news and our thoughts and prayers with Tiana Mangakia. She is a basketball player for the Syracuse Orange, a senior guard, and she announced Monday in a release that she's been diagnosed with stage 2 breast cancer and is beginning chemotherapy this week. She said she would undergo surgery after that. But a senior for the Syracuse Orange of the ACC, and she's going to have to undergo chemotherapy. We wish her all the best. The coach of Syracuse, Quentin Hillsman, expressed his support of the player on a social media post this week, saying this is devastating news for Tiana and her entire our entire Syracuse family. I am heartbroken. Tiana is a tough lady. She will have the complete support of everyone associated with our program and she goes through her treatment. Tiana is a grinder and I know she won't back down from this challenge with the hashtag Tough4T, the letter T. And again, she's a senior for Syracuse and a 24-year-old graduate student and a native of Australia. Wish her well 
in this fight against breast cancer at the age of 24. Well, that will wrap up our ACC Spotlight here today on the Y'all Show, and that will also wrap up our first hour. Hang on. When we come back in hour two, we'll have hashtag hullabaloo to get things going, and then we'll go to Nashville, where Precious Harris is standing by to tell us a little bit more about what's going on with Confederate Railroad getting kicked out of a music festival in Illinois. I want to know why. Plus, we've got all the latest country music headlines and what's going on in country music history today. That's ahead on Y'all. Don't go anywhere now. Blue Star Medicated Ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. You're catering a wedding, and the bride says, Everyone is raving about the hors d'oeuvres. My aunt was asking if you do corporate events. Now is the time when the right business card is essential, and Vistaprint can help. Head to Vistaprint.com, and you can customize 500 cards starting at just $9.99. You choose the paper, the shape, and the finish. Whatever your style, create a card that gives you the confidence to own the now. So head to Vistaprint.com and get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 2424 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 2424. Back we are. It is the second hour of our Y'all Extravaganza Wednesday edition of Y'all. It's hashtag hullabaloo time. In just a few minutes, we'll welcome in Precious Harris with the Nashville Music Line. What's going on in Music City, USA? We will tell you if you like country music or you're just kind of getting into it. It's the perfect time for you to find out what's going on in Nashville, Tennessee. That's ahead in our next segment but right now we start off this hour of the y'all show with your host john rawl with hashtag hullabaloo and we go to twitter where we find a tweet from dr chad flat dr chad f-l-a-t-t on twitter at d-r-f-l-a-t-t 68 now dr chad flat don't go to him if you've got a pain in your back or you're wanting some kind of pill because he's a doctor because he's a principal he's a principal of pickens junior high and an old offensive line coach and that's what he put on his twitter profile and where's pickens junior high 
And where can you find Dr. Chad Flat in the beautiful town of Jasper, Georgia, in North Georgia, not all that far from Ella J. And that's where you'll find him. And he wrote on Twitter this week on her second attempt at Kelly MF1 made a heck of a peach cobbler. She is officially Southern. Now, who the heck is at Kelly MF1? Well, that would be his wife, Kelly Flat. And he is proud of his wife for making a peach cobbler. Now, he wrote on Twitter, she is officially Southern. So I don't know if Kelly is what we call, hmm, how do I put this? A damn Yankee? Or if he's just wanting to give her her street cred for being officially Southern now that she can make a peach cobbler. Hey, if you're in Georgia, you kind of need to know how to make a peach cobbler, right? Well, I'm going to go ahead and expand that beyond Georgia. If you're anywhere in Dixie, you ought to at least be able to try to make a peach cobbler. It can't be that hard, can it? (laughs) Now, this picture that Dr. Chad Flat put out on Twitter this week, I got to single it out because it looks stunning. And if he's saying that she made a heck of a peach cobbler, then I'll take his word since he is a doctor after all. And he's also a former offensive line coach in football. But the reason this picture stands out is not because the peach cobbler looks so yummy. It's got a huge, I mean huge, scoop of vanilla ice cream right on top of it. And is there maybe a better summertime dessert combination than peach cobbler and ice cream? Well, yeah. Come to think of it, there is. You know what that would be? And I have never seen this combination In fact, it actually opens me up to talk a little bit more about something that I wish I would see more of or knew. I need your help. I'm asking for your help, people. We got a problem in this part of the world. We got a problem because we got a couple of states like Georgia, like Alabama, and like South Carolina, which actually grows more peaches than any state in the country outside of California. Yes, South Carolina grows more peaches than Georgia, believe it or not. But these states, like those three I just mentioned, I know they also have peaches in parts of Tennessee, maybe even in uh, Loosedale, Mississippi, I think, grows some peaches, if I memory serves me correct. But guess what? Peaches are wonderful this time of year. And don't y'all just love homemade peach ice cream? I mean, that's better than peach cobbler now that I come to think about it. But you know what? We have a problem. I love making homemade peach ice cream, but it's a pain in the butt. And it's a pain in the butt to make any kind of homemade ice cream. Can I have a second on that? Yes. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And so, all right. So we won't make it. We'll just go buy some good peach ice cream. Here's the problem. I don't know of any really good peach ice cream that you can go buy in the store. All of the different options I've ever had just don't taste good or they taste extremely artificial. Can I have a second on that one? Yeah, I know what I'm talking about here. So I have done some research and our crack staff here has done some research. And thanks to goodhousekeeping.com, they have actually put out a list of some of the best store-bought peach ice cream options for you now some of you may not be in areas where these particular brands are available so forgive me if this is not in your area but i'm just telling you what goodhousekeeping.com has come out with their list of great peach ice cream choices and if you had the peach ice cream imagine putting this 
on Dr. Chad Flatt's cobbler that his beautiful wife made. Peach ice cream on top of peach cobbler. Now, that would be amazing right there. All right. According to goodhousekeeping.com, here are some of your top peach choices that you can go buy in a store. Number five, Chowbella Andonia Peach and Greek Frozen Yogurt. That's a mouthful right there. Okay. That's number five. Number four, and I do not support these people, so I don't encourage you to get the particular brand because they're too wacko for me. They're from Vermont. Ben and Jerry's Willie Nelson's Country Peach Cobbler. Maybe y'all have had that. It might be worth a spin. Ben and Jerry's Willie Nelson's Country Peach Cobbler. Coming in at number three from Texas, Bluebell Peaches and Homemade Vanilla. I may have to give that a chance. Well, remember, Bluebell's been in the news this week for people licking it in the grocery store and then putting it back on the shelf. So I don't know how how quick I'm going to run down to the Walmart and get the Bluebell peaches and homemade vanilla option. Number two is Haagen-Dazs Orchard Peach Sorbet. Now, sorbet. I want ice cream. I don't want sorbet. It's probably the same thing. I don't know. But Haagen-Dazs there, checking in on the goodhousekeeping.com list of best peach ice cream choices and who is number one in their list and this one i can believe because i've been to one of their stores in cincinnati and they do a great job with their ice cream although i've never had their peach ice cream but guess what if you don't live in the cincinnati area which is pretty much where they are located you can get mail order choices here number one on goodhousekeeping.com's list of great peach ice cream Grater's Summer Peach. Grater's a famous Cincinnati area ice cream maker. You can go order. Their mail order specialty is the closest thing that goodhousekeeping.com has found to homemade ice cream. It it comes in small batches, and you can taste summer in each scoop, according to goodhousekeeping.com. So, again, go to the website for Grater's. That's spelled G-R-A-E-T-E-R apostrophe S. And it's the Grater's Summer Peach option and you can have it sent right to your doorstep if you don't live in the nasty that would be Cincinnati or in northern kentucky home of florence y'all and get you some good peach ice cream if you're not going to sit around and make it which is probably the best option and if y'all make any ice cream could you please call me at 803-816-1170 and let me know how it turned out and maybe if you've got a little extra you can save some for me Because that's one thing, even if you get it after it's made and you stick it in the freezer, you go back two, three, four days later and you pull your spoon out and you dip it in there and get it. It's good. It's good. And there's nothing like homemade ice cream, really of any kind. But I don't know. I'm kind of partial to homemade peach ice cream, especially in the in the summertime next up on twitter we go to heza music at h-e-z-z-a music and heza music puts out on twitter this week a bit of a southern vibe to this one if you like hashtag classic rock then check out this beat all right and they've got a link to a song called soul man by hard rock beat and they put that this is a hip-hop and rap instrumental well, Hazel Music, I'm sorry. I've listened to some of it. it. It sounds okay, but I'm not really into hip-hop. Now, the good news is Soul Man by Hard Rock Beat does not have any lyrics. It's just an instrumental. So that's good. You can insert whatever expletives you want because that's pretty much what hip-hop is, is it not? Or rap. So, yeah, has a nice try, but I'm not 
saying it's good or bad, you can go make up your own mind by going to at Heza Music and following the link to listen to Soul Man by Hard Rock Beat. Next up is a tweet from the God Unwittable. Okay. And that is coming from a account called at E N T I L E C K. And he writes, always you'll feel me, but I can never be touched. And this is a videographer, a photographer, and a rapper. Oh, talking about rap, and I've got a rapper responding here on Twitter. And this rapper, at E-N-T-I-L-E-C-K, is from the peach state of Georgia. wonder if he knows how to make good peach ice cream or peach cobbler. Not sure. Well, this person writes, the southern redneck states will be the last to legalize marijuana. Why? It's illegal to own or possess a gun firearm if you smoke weed. Gun control right under your nose. Next school shooting or mosque shooting, etc. will be from a weed smoker. Hashtag cannabis. Hashtag smoke weed every day. A little confusing there with your tweet, but I have to ask here. I could take this in a couple of different ways. I think you're kind of being condescending e-n-t-i-l-e-c-k on twitter saying the southern redneck states will be the last to legalize marijuana okay now i need some help with my map here what are the southern redneck states aren't we all rednecks and aren't we all southern so you're talking about the entire south and i would even extend redneck to beyond the southern border okay i think indiana's a pretty redneck state from what little i know and i just was up there not long ago ohio large part of it's pretty darn redneck you could go out to other states in the west that are arguably redneck and even parts of california are redneck come on man as joe biden would have said in his interview this week come on man you you gotta you gotta be careful when you're calling out the south and making us all redneck because look i am a redneck or at least i play one on tv and that's a positive thing and we don't want to legalize marijuana for the most part here in the south because it does bad things i'm sorry i'm not a fan of cannabis i literally i am not kidding literally was awoken this week in the middle of the night by a neighbor who lit one up at 4:40 in the morning and that horrible smell wafted into my plantation and it woke me up i kid you not and i don't know if a cigarette would have caused the same problem it doesn't matter either one cigarette or marijuana is not allowed in my area at my plantation and so that that's that's one reason i don't like marijuana but i'm also kind of a libertarian and so if the government doesn't have to tell you you can or can't do it that's fine but don't get caught hey if you get caught you have to pay the fine okay but i am not for legalizing it personally but and i don't think any of our southern states the hardcore southern states are anywhere close to passing marijuana for all maybe for medical use but we're a long way in my opinion but also who the heck would have ever guessed away some of these other things that were considered on the fringe have all of a sudden become norm crazy crazy times y'all well that will wrap up our hashtag hullabaloo here on today's y'all show with the general of all things southern including being against cannabis when we come back against uh, the break we will have precious harris and she's going to talk about confederate railroad have y'all heard about what's going on with this great country music band of the 1990s 
She'll fill us in on that, plus who's got the number one song in the country. She'll let us know about that and some Rascal Flats news. All that as the Y'all Show rolls on. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. You're catering a wedding, and the bride says, Everyone is raving about the hors d'oeuvres. My aunt was asking if you do corporate events. Now is the time when the right business card is essential, and Vistaprint can help. Head to Vistaprint.com, and you can customize 500 cards starting at just $9.99. You choose the paper, the shape, and the finish. Whatever your style, create a card that gives you the confidence to own the now. So head to Vistaprint.com and get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 2424 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 2424. What a song from Confederate Railroad here on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent, taking you back some 20-plus years. This is the show that's all about the South, and here on Y'all, we talk about country music at this time on Wednesdays. And John Rawl here, glad to have you back here on the All Southern Program. And we're going to go to our own trashy woman here, thanks to Confederate Railroad setting that up for us here. Precious Harris, although trashy in a good way, joining us from Music Row in Nashville. Hello, Precious. Hey, darling. How are you? And thank you for connecting me to my, my, I love my Confederate Railroad boys. Yes, well, I love them too, and a lot of people love them, and I'm going to tell everybody why we're talking about CRR in just a second. Let me remind y'all, Precious Harris is the author of I Know Country with 366 daily country questions and answers. You can buy Precious, the book, iknowcountry.com. Go there and buy this book and instantly download your ebook copy there at iknowcountry.com. And Precious is also a music career development consultant with the emphasis on new and a inspiring artists and songwriters you can follow precious harris's blog at nashvillemusicline.com and i know precious has been involved with music some 30 years i've known her 26 years now 
And it was back in 1993 when I called up Atlantic Records, and they had a group called Confederate Railroad on the roster at that time. And I called up Atlantic to get a copy of their debut album, and a young lady named Precious answered the phone, and we've been friends ever since. How about that story? That's about the truth, isn't it, dear? It is the truth. And and I'm glad I called because I wanted that Confederate Railroad album, but I, I'm glad we got to meet as a result. Now, Precious, there's a reason I'm talking about Confederate Railroad, Danny Shirley and the crew, because they're in the news. They got kicked out of a festival in Illinois. I think it was scheduled for August. What do you know about this, and can you relay it to our audience? Well, I know a little bit, but I cannot I, – I, I put it this way. I'm not a squealer. <laughs> but uh, put it this way. For them to get kicked out, I'm really surprised because they had mellowed out a lot since I was their intern in 1991, you know, but um, I'm hoping they were behaving themselves and I, apparently they weren't to get kicked out. But uh, I do know that, that it, for them to get ca- kicked out of a festival, it had to be something really, really to the right side and not of their normal nature. Cause they like said, they've quit the partying cause you know, they always had to be that rough and tough kind of bunch, you know? Well, you but, know uh, why they got kicked out, don't you? I'm afraid to ask why. I, I know a little bit about the story, but not the full story. The reason they got kicked out is because of their name, Confederate Railroad. This is at the DeCoin State Fair in DeCoin, Illinois. They were supposed to play August 27th as part of a, a thing called 90s Country Reloaded Day. And they were supposed to, I think, appear beside Shenandoah as well as Restless Heart, I think, was also part of that. Man, I needed to, to go to Illinois to be a part of this August 27th concert. But someone, one person involved with the state fair there decided that, well, Confederate Railroad just might be controversial and we're going to cancel their appearance here in Illinois. Now, what a bunch of knuckleheads. This is a band that's essentially used this name for 30 years. They were formed in 1987 in Atlanta. I know they kind of call Chattanooga home for the most part. Danny yeah. Shirley, the lead singer and all that. But Confederate Railroad kicked out of this event. Now, Danny has a statement about this event kicking him out he said this was a very disappointing and we have played this fair before and enjoyed it very much the outpouring of support from confederate railroad fans fans of other acts and the public in general has been both overwhelming and very much appreciated i would also like to thank the actors athletes and fellow country music artists who have spoken out in support and i'll tell you Confederate Railroad has had a huge, uh, I guess, an army, a Confederate army size of support <laughs> coming from people all over the, the the music entertainers, athletes, and more saying, this is not right to kick out a band just because of their name. Yes, and what what the funny thing is, is Confederate and the South, you know, the uh, the Civil War was very much a part of our American heritage. But the only reason why they even used it is because there was another band. They would have been using another band. They used to call themselves Southern Railroad or something like that. But when I was interning for them, I found out earlier before they made their name Confederate Railroad that it was always getting mixed up. They said, well, let's make it so they won't get it mixed up. So they actually (laughs) came up with a name Confederate, and it it doesn't mean anything about the Southern War or anything like that. It just means that. It's the southern part of southern history, and it's not, you know, west side, east side, north side, south side. It's just 
a name for the South during that time. Well, I wouldn't go so far as what you're saying, Precious, as a a lover of this band, and I love Confederate history, too. I will. I do, too. I I am saying that. I will will point out that Confederate Railroads, their logo when they started, and as far as I know, it still has battle flags on the front of a train, but it's very minimal. You have to really look to even see it. And you might remember the music video they did for a song called Summer in Dixie, and, oh yes, and they had the guys in reenactor wearing Confederate, but they also wore other military uniforms in that same music video. Oh yeah, well, see, we used to in Franklin; they would always reenact it. And you know, the part of America that who we come to where we are is because of the history we went through. And I'm not bashing the cutter because I remember their fact. Like I said I was their intern when they came up, but they wanted something that would make them stand out side by side Southern Railroad or Northern Railroad. So that's where they come up because they're all from the South. Is confederate because everybody knows that as soon as you say the word confederate it automatically puts the vision of the amer you know the southern states period you know that's why i like the word confederate personally now i also like the word shenandoah that happens to be the name of another music band and i love them too we had them on the show when you and i were together back in march at the country radio seminar here is a release from marty rabin and mike mcguire of shenandoah they put out a statement just a few hours ago on facebook saying confederate rail Road has been extremely wrong by having been booked and then canceled. The event's organizers knew their name when they were booked, and now this firestorm will likely affect them in a negative way for the remainder of their career, taking their ability to provide for their families away from them. 100% of the comments Shenandoah has received have asked us to cancel our show as well, but we are contractually obligated. Plus, we wouldn't want to do that to our own fans that want to see us. This, this political correctness has to stop. It's tearing our country apart. That from fellow country music band Shenandoah, which was scheduled to be part of that same event in Illinois. I thought that was a pretty bold statement from Shenandoah. Yeah, and they, like I said, they uh, they tell it the way it is. It, it is. It's, once again, it's just someone that just picks something so – had nothing to do with what we're at today in our country. And just – and honestly – Nobody would have thought a thing about it if that one person hadn't had to hate to use the word. You know, you see a hundred people at a ball field, you're going to know which one's picking their nose. And now we know <laughs> we know which one picked their nose. Don't yeah, we? well, again, I hope I hope, I hope Confederate Railroad can take this big negative and turn it to a major positive. And they always do. Well, I hope yeah. so. Hey, they're still going. I didn't realize how much they were touring these days, but Danny Shirley and the company, you and I have seen them in person. We've been on their bus before, Precious. I am That's ex- right. excited about what they will offer, maybe not in Illinois, but check it out as Confederate Railroad's going to hopefully make this wrong a right. And I tell you what, we're going to we're going to keep doing our part here on the Y'all Show to promote Confederate Railroad. When we come back from the next break, I usually play a more modern song. I'm going to play a double Confederate Railroad extravaganza today. I'm going to play Queen of Memphis in honor of you, Precious. So we'll have Trashy Women and then Queen of Memphis, all for Precious. Well, you know, I love the blues, so play the Memphis. That's that's I love it. I feel very honored. Thank you. <laughs> well, you're our queen here on the Y'all Show. We're talking with Precious Harris, and it's the Nashville Music Line where we talk country music and so much more now precious we got to talk about another confederate but i mean in lowercase tanya tucker 
She is all over the news these days, and I don't know what color her hair is these days, but she's going to play. Pink. Is it pink? Okay. Terry my Tucker, favorite color. Miss T is playing a couple of select shows to celebrate the release of a new album called While I'm Living, and that comes out on August 23rd on <laughs> Fantasy Records. Well, you know, it's her first album, I want to say, out in like over 20 years. If I remember right, from because uh, I wrote, I told you we we did about sixteen thousand words for CMA Fest for all the columns, and by the time we got through for those four days, my head was my eyes were crossed and my head was spinning. But I'm pretty sure it's been at least over twenty years. I'm if I remember right, what we reported from the press release that this is her first album in over twenty years. Yeah, well, she's gonna be having a concert August twenty second at the Exit Inn in Nashville. And then she'll go to New York for an event at the Bowery Ballroom in NYC on September the 17th. And that's going to be presented by Sirius XM. And then she'll be going out to L.A. for an event as well. But TanyaTucker.com, the website for you to go and find out more information about Miss T. Miss, was it, Texas Dynamite or something like that? It's her nickname. Excuse and, me. And kudos to Tanya. I mean, she's had not the easiest of lives <laughs> and, and <laughs> with drug problems yeah. and and the romances and soap operas and everything else and here she is going strong tanya tucker with a whole new album i just heard when it don't come easy the other day on the radio and i was like man i haven't heard that one in a long time what a great song from the 1980s from miss tanya tucker well i'll give you a little uh her producers for this record is uh waylon jennings son shooter jennings and brandy carlock Oh, okay. Brandy Carlisle. the co-producer. Yeah. So they may be uh, doing some of the dates with her, so don't be surprised if you see Brandy Carlisle on stage or uh, Shooter Jennings with her because they have apparently become the three musketeers from redoing this album. And I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall, no pun intended, yeah. while it was being made because you've got Shooter who's got the influences of his mom, Jesse, and his dad, Waylon. Then you've got Tanya and her 35-plus years, 40 years-plus yeah, because she was 12 when she became in the music industry. So I'll just say 50 plus years in the industry. And then you've got Brandy, who has been around for the last, I think her career started 33 years ago. So you've got all these experiences and all this musical, huge creation coming together. I'm really anxious to hear it. I can't wait. Well, Precious, if there's one other country music act that's probably partied a little bit li- louder and longer than Tanya Tucker and is still alive, you want to take a guess who that might be? Willie Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. And how about yeah. Willie? He's got a new album called Ride Me Back Home, and it debuted at number two on Billboard's Top Country Albums chart. What a great job by the 86-year-old Baylor alum, Willie Nelson. Oh, yes. You know, he has a home in Hawaii, but he still comes to the U.S. And I hate to say the word U.S. because it seems like Hawaii's not a state, but... <laughs> we we know what you're saying. Mainland to outland, so to speak, you know. Yeah. But he... uh but he just loves the weather. Him and his wife and his two sons live there. But uh, he has been recording and touring. As a matter of fact, they were telling stories last week of some of the people that you see in Nashville when you're not expecting it. Okay? Like, for instance, uh, my kid, Guy Rigdon, last year or year before last, he was at our Kroger here in Goodlettsville at 2 o'clock in the morning. He said, I forgot my deodorant. I said, well, we're not at Kroger. They're open. So he goes to Kroger, and he doesn't know how to run the scanner of the self-scanner. So he's standing there and he's trying and there's no attendant. He walked away and the person behind him, he didn't even look behind him. The person behind him said, you need some help there, boy. 
He goes, yes, sir, please. And the guy scanned as he ordered it. And guys looked around and goes, thank you, Mr. Brooks. And it was Garth Brooks scanning his deodorant at Kroger. Golly. Well, that's what Nashville is full of, those kind of encounters. I got to share with one with you from the other side of Nashville. I was talking to a fellow the other day in Franklin, and this guy had a classic car of his father's, like a 1952 Corvette, or I don't even know if they made Corvettes in 52. They probably they you, did. You're from Kentucky. You ought to know that. Yes, they did. First year. All right. Well, anyway, he had a 52 Corvette that he inherited from his father, and he, he actually worked for Williamson County, and he was at the landfill that day when a guy pulled up in a 52 or 53 cherry red Corvette, and they had a discussion, and the guy was real nice and was asking about his own father's Corvette, color, things like that. And when he got ready to leave, the guy asked, he said, hey, uh, if you ever get a chance, I'd love to see your father's Corvette sometime. Here's my business card. And he gave it to him. And the guy said on the business card, it said, Steve Warner, my favorite, by the way. <laughs> and he said, oh, Steve Warner, I know who you are. But he didn't even realize it was Steve Warner the whole time they were talking. Yeah, because, well, Steve is so down to earth, most personal, sweetest people you will ever be lucky enough to meet having your presence and of course i'm not surprised by that but, you what? know we've been sitting on music row seeing willie nelson drive a golf cart one day about four years ago really mm-hmm. wow that's pretty neat that is pretty neat we are talking with precious harris this is the nashville music line and we're giving you all the good country scoop from yesteryear and today hey we got to talk about some of the current hit makers we'll do that stay where you are we'll be right back to wrap up today's y'all show with our queen of memphis I want to keep my heart healthy, so I get my cholesterol checked regularly. And when my doctor told me my cholesterol was borderline, I found garlic. According to my pharmacist, there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. And one garlic tablet is equal to a whole clove of garlic, except it's odor-free. Yep, I'm doing what I can for my cholesterol, and I'm doing it with garlic. Garlic, cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. to y'all with another confederate railroad smash from the early 90s queen of memphis man that was a big line dance craze song and loved hearing that and again good luck to danny shirley lead singer of that group as they fight off political correctness this week from a festival in illinois that said confederate railroad we can't have them here 
And the rest of us are saying, like, you fools, you can and you will. So we'll find out what happens. We are talking country music with Precious Harris here as we wrap up our Wednesday Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent with your host, John Rawl. And let's give you some modern country music to kind of stew on for a few. Lee Bryce has topped the Billboard Country Airplay chart, going from number two to number one for the week of July 6th with Rumor. This song's been on the chart just kind of easing up, easing up, and finally it hits number one. It's his fifth number one song and his first number one in almost five years. Rumor, which Lee Bryce co-wrote with Ashley Gorley and Kyle Jacobs, is the second single from his self-titled fourth LP. And it, I wasn't kidding. Rumor took 46 weeks from its first chart appearance to reach the top of the chart. And this follows another number one for Lee Bryce this year. Do you know what the other number one he had? I was actually thinking of Ashley Gorley's number one from last week. But w- which one was it? Well, Lee Bryce had a number one earlier this year. Yes. You don't know what I'm talking about. No, no, Lewis Bryce. I'm sorry, his brother did. Go ahead. Not, he didn't. Lee Bryce didn't write this one, nor did he sing it. But Lee Lee Bryce's alma mater, the Clemson Tigers, were the number one team at the end of the college football season. Oh, I thought you meant his little brother who hit number one on the independent chart with his single release. No, I didn't know that. Now, Lee Bryce, a former Clemson football player turned country music singer from Sumter, South Carolina. And he's got... He looks like a football player. Well, he was, I think, a long snapper. So I won't say that he he's going to go down in the annals of Clemson football as one of their best players. But, man, he is awesome, and I really enjoy his style of country. He's kind of got the cool man element going on in Nashville and in a certain style nobody else has really ever kind of done. I, I love what he's done, and I love his song and rumor. Good job there. This follows Boy, and I, I'm not kidding. Boy, that song and music video, if you ever see it, maybe you'll tear up. If you're a father like me, I cry yes. every time I see that music video for the I song love Boy. That. Love, 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 love that. It's actually one of my favorite songs of Lee Bryce, even though one of my other good friends wrote um, – I think it was his first number one record Okay. Uh, about the woman. Uh, his He actually was from Florida, and I was judging at a country showdown down there. And we ended up, the name is Johnny Bulford, and we ended up following each other. You know, he ended up coming to Nashville. We ended up hooking up and becoming friends up here after the competition, like a couple of years later. And uh, I was at Chris Young's number one party, and Chris had pulled me over in the corner and told me that he had signed Johnny to his new publishing company last month or month before last. So I'm very, you know, I love my Florida boys, my South Carolina boys and my Georgia boys, my Kentucky boys. Speaking of Kentucky boys, this song that he wrote rumor with Lee Bryce, Ashley Gorley, this is his 42nd number one. Golly. You've got to be kidding me. Mm. I'm 99% sure. The reason why we were at the number one party uh, last month, for and Ashley said it was his 40th number one for Chase Rice with Chase Rice last month, him and Chris Stefano. And then I'm pretty sure that he's had a number one since then, but we hadn't got to go to the party yet for uh, Chris Jansen. And then I think this is his 42nd one. But I got his dad's cell phone. I may text his dad and say, Is this the 42nd number one? Because believe me, he will tell you which one it is. Ain't nothing like <laughs> daddy's out there. And of course, no. maybe that song there, boy. His dad might have had inspiration in that. Hey, let's ask a trivia question, and we'll get back into some country music news. The question, God Gave Me You, was written and recorded by David Barnes, who released it as a single in 2010. But which country star heard it on the radio and then decided to cover it with his own version after it inspired him to propose to his then 
girlfriend? We'll have the answer in just a second. And while I'm thinking about it, I just put in a request the other day to interview contemporary Christian singer David Barnes, who wrote and recorded that song originally. And Precious, I just found out before coming on the radio with you, they turned me down. I'm not going to be able to interview David Barnes. David Barnes, by the way, he and I share a very elite club. Do you know what that club is? You both went to the Citadel? No, no, no. I don't think you went there. But he <laughs> he was born in South Carolina, just like me. He lived in Mississippi, just like me. And he's lived in Tennessee. And I think those are like the only three states for him. So not many Southerners have kind of checked off those three states. And I've been able to do that. So David Barnes, this contemporary Christian singer-songwriter, has done the same. And I'm mad at you, David, if you're listening. They they left the door open that maybe we can talk to him down the road. But, man, he hasn't had a big hit that I know of since God gave me you, which was years ago. We'll give you the answer to that trivia question in just a second. Talking with Precious Harris here. And, of course, if you want to find out more about Precious, she's a music career development consultant. You can go to NashvilleMusicLine.com and see much more of her stuff. And we're also, this week, debuting Precious on the pages of Y'all.com. You can go on there and look at the great writing that she does about country music. And some of the same stuff we're covering, you'll see it on the website, y'all.com, this week. And we'll have that going forward, her country music insider information here on the Y'all Show. All right, let's talk a little Jay DeMarcus of Rascal Flats, as he recently released a tell-all book titled Shotgun Angels, My Story of Broken Roads and Unshakable Hope. Precious, this book's getting a lot of critical acclaim. What can you tell us about it, where you can find it at Amazon.com if you haven't got your copy already, by the way? Well, I knew that he's been working on it for a while because I knew that he was starting to write it a couple of years ago, if my memory serves me right. But, you know, he actually met his wife, now Allison, on a set of a video. She was actually the the female lead in the video. But um, I haven't. I did get a, a press release about it that it is really deep and it really does say some things that the fans have no idea and they're probably going to be shocked. I don't think it's going to give him because there's it's country fans are so unusual. They don't if they catch you in a lie, you're in deep doo doo. If you're telling the truth, no matter what the subject is about, they appreciate you for telling the truth. So, like I said, there is a lot of things in there, but they've always been like the golden boys. You know, like the trio, like the Three Musketeers, ever since they uh, left Shelly Wright as her backup band and got their record deal years ago with DreamWorks when Randy Goodman, who was now president of Sony, had signed them to DreamWorks years ago. And um, but I do know that it's going to it's probably going to have some eye raising, eyebrow raising things in there. But uh, apparently he did talk to Joe Don and Gary LaVox, which is his first cousin, and let him know what was going on and let him tell him about the book. So uh, since he's still cheering with them and everything, they must, even though they're laughing like it really made them mad and saying, oh, we're so PO'd in him, you know. But apparently, uh, not too much because they're still touring together. And uh, But it's, it's, it's probably one of the most uh, come-to-Jesus books, so to speak, about what really goes on when you're having to tour with family and your wives and some of the things that's gone on. You know, but he did meet his wife, Allison, actually on the set of one of their videos. Yeah, 
I'm looking forward to that. In fact, Allison Alderson, then Miss Tennessee from Jackson, uh-huh. Tennessee, and maybe in the book that he was able to write, maybe he'll give a pointer to somebody like me how he can marry a Miss Tennessee or Miss Mississippi or Miss Kentucky or any of the other southern states. Well, you see her, and she's just this beautiful blonde, but she is probably the most personable people once you get to know her. And because, you know, she was a TV host and, and worked on CMT for a while and some other things, outlets, because she's really good behind a microphone. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but she's just one of the nicest ladies you'll ever want to meet. She's I, from Madison County, baby. You got to look out I for know. the Madison County, Tennessee girls. I know. And she, I've, I met her, actually had some really, a couple of nice conversations with her at the TJ Martell fundraisers several years ago. But she's very personable. Yeah. And um, you once you were like, whoa, here's Miss Tennessee. She's married to Jada Marcus. Her husband's a country star. And you're expected to see a level of a little bit more, you know, n- not so personable. But she is just the exact opposite. It's like meeting a pure on Southern Belle yeah. when you meet. That's, That's great. She's literally, she's a true Southern Belle. Well, Precious, here's a word of the day, NAM, N-A-M-M. The 2019 summer NAM hits Nashville's Music City Center next week, July 18th through the 20th. This is the National Association of Music Merchants, and they'll have their mid-year global gathering in Music City. This is not just your ordinary trade show. Why is this important for us to know about NAM coming to Nashville next week? Well, a lot. Well, the one biggest thing is Saturday is where they're inviting the general public, and you can get ten dollars in advance in the day advance of the day, and then twenty dollars a day up. But for instance, uh, let's just say that you have a son or daughter that's interested in music, wants to learn about music, or go to anything you could possibly imagine with songwriting, music lessons, different things they want to try. It's like, and it's a ten, fifteen thousand square foot music store that has education and one in the back of the NAM uh, edu room in the back, but the kids get to come in and play every instrument that their heart desires gets to learn about the instrument, what goes on to making the instrument. And last year I made a circle and I saw one of the guys from matchbox 20 Vince Gill was over in the Martin booth playing a Martin guitar. And then you saw Peter Frampton over playing in the Gibson booth or the, you know, in the booth where the Epiphones were and the big guitars they were playing. Then you seen a 11 year old child prodigy named Carson Deans. Wow. I saw like Ozzy Osbourne over at the Fender booth. It's just, you walk around and you see, then I saw a little 12 year old prodigy drummer, a little girl and I'm sitting there and I thought I was looking at the guy from, you know, that used to play the drums for ACDC. She was just going at it. And, uh, but it's just a really good educational. It's a good way for a family to have a really good time together, get together, learn about music. So if your child is interested in any aspect of the industry, as far as for music lessons, music learning, music teaching, songwriting, this is the day to go. All right. This, again, the day you're talking about is Saturday, July 20th. And, again, it's the National Association of Music Merchants, NAM, and it'll be at the Nashville Music City Center coming up next week. Check that out and learn more if you want to go participate in that. All right. We've got to answer our trivia question. God Gave Me You was written and recorded by Christian singer David Barnes, who released it as a single in 2010. But which country music star heard it on the radio and decided to cover it with his own version after it inspired him to propose to his then-girlfriend, Precious? The answer is... Uh, it's actually 
Blake Shelton. BS is all I can tell you. BS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't help it. I love him. You know, I, his drummer, I gave his drummer his first job in Music City like 25 years ago. So, uh, uh, his drummer, Tracy. Brissard. We won't ask what yeah. job he had to do for you. He was he was Jim Austin's drummer. I had a singer from Louisiana. I had a guitar player from Louisiana. I had a bass player from Tennessee. And I had already auditioned and chosen the drummer. Uh for the gig for us to go on tour we were on the curb mcg curb back then my act was on curb and we had had a session and you know we'd picked out our drummer and he called at the last minute said i'm sorry my car broke down up here please let me audition i said we already closed it and he begged and begged and begged and begged and begged and i said okay 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 come on on i'll just tell my boss that 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 your name got accidentally deleted and i'll take the hit for it so i got him in the audition and he did so incredibly well we actually called the guy back that had the job, which I can't remember his name now, which is a good thing because I'm sure he'll remember it if he hears the show. Tell him that he is not going to be playing with Jim on tour for the Curb tour, that we've chosen someone else. And so we ended up choosing Tracy Broussard, and he ended up touring with Jim. And then when Jim lost his deal, lost his record deal, he ended up getting on a, this new kid in town by the name of Blake Shelton. <laughs> He wasn't new, but he's been out a couple of years, but he's still pretty new because he was on Giant, you know, yeah. for a while before he went to Warner Brothers. And he ended up playing with him, and uh, the rest is history. He's still with Blake. He's been with Blake for like 22 years, something like that. It's been a long time. Wow. Well, he's got a, a blog, Road Dog. Okay. Stories from the road. Okay. Well, again, God gave me you that Blake sang and your friend drummed on. He sang this song, or he heard it, and then he used it to help propose with his girlfriend at the time, Miranda Lambert, whom he let her married and then divorced in July of 2015. Now, Blake's version of the song hit number one on the Billboard Hot Country Songs chart in October of 2011, his fifth number one song. And again, the song God Gave Me You, originally from David Barnes, and then made in country music fame by Blake Shelton. Now, on this day in country music, how about our was a Kitty Wells, the honky tonk angel? Isn't that her nickname? Yes. Okay. Kitty Wells was at number one on the country charts with Heartbreak USA. It was her third and final number one song on this date in 1961. And then Tammy Wynette had the number one country song, D I V O R C E, written by Bobby Braddock and Curly Putnam. That was number one on the charts this day in 1968. In 1991, on this date, A.J. Allen Jackson rocked the number one spot of the country singles chart with <laughs> Don't Rock the Jukebox, and it went on to win the ASCAP Award for Country Song of the Year in 1992, and was even covered by Precious. Do you know who covered Don't Rock the Jukebox? Yes, Allen and the Chipmunks. <laughs> you get to be kidding me. Yeah. 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 Well, that was a big hit for Alvin and the Chipmunks, and in a, back in the 90s, I guess. And then in 2010, on this date, Carrie Underwood. And it, this, this was a sad day for all of us fellows out there when Carrie Underwood got married. She married NHL star Mike Fisher on this date in 2010. But, man, they've been a great couple. We have a couple kids now. And she's just uh, continuing to make great music and everything else going good for Carrie Underwood, the American Idol. And she got married. Happy and I guess anniversary for the Fishers, Carrie Underwood and Mike Fisher today. Birthdays. Hey, we want to congratulate Rascal Flats' Gary Laveau as he's got a birthday today. 
And then Tamara, Jeff Hanna, Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, he's got a big birthday. He was born in 1947. I guess that makes him 72 years young tomorrow. And then this weekend, Kimberly Perry with a birthday. And then Jamie Johnson, he's going to be turning 44 years old on July 14th. And that's a look at your birthdays, your news, and a lot of good information coming from Precious Harris right on Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee. Precious, thank you very much. You're very welcome. I look forward to next week. We'll have a got a little surprise at my sleep. I got some news, but I can't announce it yet, but I can next week. Well, we're going to sit here with our ears glued to the radio or our iPhone, however you get the y'all show, waiting for that report next week. You have a great week. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. You have a good day. Bye-bye. All right. Precious Harris, everybody. Well, that will conclude our show. Thank you all for tuning in and being a part of our exciting All Southern program. We will be right back here on Thursday with some wonderful SEC news to pass along. We'll have a tribute to Mr. Two Bits, the Florida Gators super fan who died last week at the age of 97. And then we're going to feature a new author. Remzo Martinez has penned the book Stay Away from the Libertarians. And it is a fantastic book if you want to get a kind of political read these days. Remzo Martinez, a 24-year-old writer from Northern Virginia, is going to be our special guest on the Thursday, y'all. All that and much more tomorrow. Y'all have a great day. Thank you for listening to Y'all with John Rawl. Talk with a Southern accent. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council.